Good morning, Minecrafters, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16, on Creating a Savoring Lifestyle. And you know, I have to say, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this morning's podcast, because all of a sudden I've just come, become sort of very focused on this word, savor. You know, it's one that, I don't know, at least for me, that I've really uh, given it a lot of attention. And right now I'm just really into this word and I looked it up and it's interesting because I was thinking of flavor, right? We think of food, you know, savor, um, you know, a prime rib, we savor tea, you know, it's, it has like a, a, like a, definitely a food connotation. And so I, when I looked it up, it said to give flavor to, right. To have the exist experience of, sorry, the experience of, and there's a lot of tasting and smelling kind of, kind of, uh, words and synonyms and phrases, and it says to delight in, to enjoy. So here we have flavor, experienced, relish, delight in, enjoy. What I also like about savoring is that savoring is kind of a combination, if you will, of several other key components to uh, well-being and positive psychology, right? It includes mindfulness and gratitude and the appreciation of simple pleasures. All three of those wrapped up into one. You know, so if you have any interest in reducing your stress as well as increasing, you know, your happiness and your quality of overall life, then this conversation is definitely for you. You know, so first, right, to take it back to awareness, the idea of awareness, right, that, you know, life, is this is not a dress rehearsal, you know, and this is the big game. This is it. And especially I just turned 56 and I, I have the awareness of there's less time in front of me than behind me. I mean, it's just reality unless I'm going to be, you know, I can double up and be 112. Um, and it's just very, very important to realize this regardless of what your age is that this is it. This is all we've got. And it's important for us to, to have this awareness so that we can be, you know, encouraged and sort of hyper aware of enjoying our very, very precious, valuable life minutes. You know, and then another thing, like when we talked about way back when, and I think in the first season when John Kabat-Zinn was talking specifically about mindfulness, and he says, you know, like if if you're going to be like, oh, no, it's one more thing I got to do, add to my to-do list. Now I got to be mindful. Then you're just not ready. And it's the same thing with savoring. My, savoring is, is an amped up mindfulness. And again, it's more more to it than that, which we're going to get to. Same thing goes here, though. If it's like, oh, man, this savoring thing, it sounds like something extra I have to do. And then you're just not ready. You know, the person who's ready is somebody who's whose life just hasn't had a lot of flavor, who's been maybe going on autopilot, kind of just going through the same old motions, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, without a lot of pizzazz. That's the person who's ready to start creating a savoring lifestyle. And here's the thing. It's convenient because it's, it's again, it's being in the present and it's free and you can start at any time. So we'll start. Simply, I'm a big fan of less is more, right? So one of the first steps, uh, you know, to to begin to learn to savor 
is to notice the details. And this is interesting because as far as, you know, personality inventories and things like that, my family would definitely chuckle. My friends would chuckle. My colleagues would probably chuckle because I'm not a huge detail person when it, when it, you know, in a different context, like in a work contest context, it's very hard for me to just sit down and hammer out a bunch of, you know, paperwork details that I have absolutely no interest in. This is, this is entirely different because this is, this is the pleasurable details of life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one of the easiest ways to start savoring, to start learning to savor and incorporating, you know, savoring into your every day, which means it will then turn into your lifestyle, is to, is to start learning to, to notice the details. And notice is a good word, too. I mean, how often do we go by? Again, like gerbils on crack, at least in the States, right? We're flying around like crazy on autopilot. So many fabulous details around us. We could embrace if we stopped to see them, to notice them, to notice them. And so the very first step here is to notice the details. One of the easiest, easiest ways to start savoring is to practice with food. We can then expand this to relationships and all these other things. But food is so incredibly tangible. And it also has one of the key words right in the definition, flavor. Again, so relationships and jobs and hobbies, all these other things, which we'll get to. But it makes sense, or and, it makes sense to start with what's easy. So we're going to start with food. So I'm going to tell you about one activity that I do in my Mindcraft class, which they really, really like. At first, they stare at me when I walk in with, with this stuff because they don't know, they never know what I'm up to anyway. But I walk in with a, you know, arm armload of popcorn bags, all different flavors, and then I'm sort of clutching a fistful of of chopsticks, and my students are thinking, "What is she doing now?" And what we do is, uh, we take a few minutes. I take a few minutes to show some students who don't know how to use chopsticks. They usually have a handful who don't know how to use them. And we take time, you know, sort of um, talking about chopsticks and how chopsticks slow our lives down. And I'll tell you that I use uh, chopsticks a lot, whether it's um, for Chinese food or not. Um, there, There's very little you can't eat with chopsticks, right? Really, soup is really the main one I can think of. Most other things you can use chopsticks for, you know, if, if you have to, you know, cut it up first or something like that. And chopsticks really slow our lives down, okay? So back in the context of the popcorn. Um, so what I have, they pass out the chopsticks, show them how to use the chopsticks, talk about the chopsticks. Then I have a couple of volunteers um, pour all the different flavors into bowls, and students can, you know, come and take whichever ones they want. And then I have them close their eyes. I have them close their eyes while they're eating popcorn with chopsticks. So it slows us down because for the most part, it's difficult to pick up more than one kernel of popcorn with chopsticks. So there's one kernel of of popcorn going into their mouths. And let's say it's a savory butter one or it's a covered in white white cheddar cheese and like – smart food and they take that in and we and we talk with I talk with them and say okay now first I want you to focus on 
on the flavor. Okay, so we, we take a full, you know, 60 seconds, roll it around your tongue and taste that flavor. Okay, some of them will talk about the salt. Some of them will talk about the white cheddar texture or flavor later. Then we pop in another piece of popcorn and we, you know, kind of move it around your tongue. Feel the texture. And they're just quiet during this, right? They're just feeling the texture, a few sound effects like, mmm, right? And then after that uh, 30 seconds or minute, minute's a long time, move a piece of popcorn around your tongue. Very, very good exercise, though, because the high majority will have this awareness that they didn't have when most people, I mostly 18 and 19-year-olds, have experienced popcorn numerous times by the time they're a first year in college, right? And most will notice that this was just a whole different experience, rich, just absolutely rich with flavor because they've learned how to savor one kernel of popcorn. So it's, you know, strongly encourage you to keep some chopsticks on hand. I have a little cup of them on the shelf. I keep the extra ones when we order out um, Chinese food. And also I have some more high-end chopsticks. They're also they're also fun, but they really and they really do they really do slow our lives down. So so back to the savoring thing. This is the easiest way to start this and make it part of your life is food. And we've also talked in previous episodes, awareness is first. We can't do what we don't know. So now that you know and have this awareness that you want to incorporate savoring into your life and that food is easiest easiest way to start this this uh, uh, shift into this habit food is the easiest way to shift into this habit what what uh, what you now want to do is commit to once a day it'll, more than likely it'll quickly take off into more than that we'll start out small because we want to set the bar where we can be successful this is important in general you know just in general that we want to be able to to accomplish what we set out to do right so make a commitment to savor one food item, which includes beverages, one item for the day. Now, if that's a, if you're a coffee drinker, also an easy one, an easy one. And also, I'd say, you know, splurge on yourself. Get some, you know, really sexy, flavorful coffee that, you know, maybe is a little more expensive. So coffee, you know, really, especially this time of year, hot coffee, hot tea, Cup of hot cocoa is a great way to start this. For me, I'm a I'm an I'm a tea drinker, Earl Grey specifically. I really love, and the savoring tea thing has been a part of my daily regimen for since I can remember, honestly. So wrap your you know wrap your hands around it. Also close your eyes. You know if that's weird and awkward for you, then enjoy tea by yourself somewhere or coffee or latte or whatever. And close your eyes because when you sort of shut down that one sense, the other ones really amp up and kick into gear. So your sense of smell heightens just just all of it and feel the warmth of the mug. Feel that one, you know, take that first sip and let it move around in your tongue. Really experience the coffee or tea or hot chocolate like you have not done before. You know, when we do learn to slow it down and savor because we are noticing the flavor and the texture and, you know, that new salad dressing that this restaurant had or whatever it is, or really kind of taking note of all these details that we missed before, 
And here's the other thing. Even if you're out to lunch, if you amp it up at, you know, uh, after the tea and coffee experience to lunch and you're, maybe you're out with somebody, no one needs to know you're savoring. They might figure it out by the huge smile on your face and your overall glow because you're enjoying your, your food so much. Um, they don't really need to know. Remember, this is in the moment thing. You're going to have that, that uh, delicious Caesar salad or burger or whatever. Anyway, you may as well savor it. And here's the thing. When we are truly immersed in the savoring experience, it is nearly impossible to be stressed in that moment. Okay, so this is the, the mindfulness component to savoring, which is absolutely key for this whole experience and amped up mindfulness with the details. And next, we have the gratitude component of savoring. So uh, earlier in, in the, in the uh, podcast season, let's say that, we talked about the gratitude journal and the power of the word and all of that. I would strongly encourage you to continue the gratitude journals. And then again, with the savoring experience, it's, it's the gratitude amped up because here we've got all five senses kicked into gear. They're hyper vigilant and kind of feeding this more tactile you know, fully alive experience into the gratitude. And if we stay with our very tangible food example, this works here too really, really well because when we're in that moment, maybe closing our eyes over the hot cup of coffee, there's an awareness of even just the heat. Many people don't have, you know, even just the hot water for that or the means for that. We close our eyes and we're appreciating that delicious uh, open Reuben sandwich or uh, shrimp scampi or Caesar salad or delicious uh, bowl of chili and taking in the smells of the chili and the texture and everything are we're focusing on what we have. And this brings into our consciousness, the abundance in our lives, even if it's a, a, a mug of clam chowder, it's bringing this into our awareness and feeding our soul. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying uh, feeding our soul in you know quite a literal sense because as we know, culturally speaking, uh, food is way bigger than feeding simply the body. And I'm thinking, you know, I was fortunate enough to my Irish self growing up with Italians and I experienced the, the Italian culture through them. And not that Italians are the only ones who embrace food as a culture. Many, many cultures do, obviously. And food, I learned from this wonderful family that food is about way more than just satisfying a grumbly tummy. And another um, practical tip for both mindfulness and gratitude as components of savoring, if you're not a chopstick user and using a fork or spoon um, to, when you, you know, close your eyes, set your fork down. Or not close your eyes, but set your fork down. Set your spoon down. Again, if you're out with someone, they may not notice. If they do, then I would suggest to share your newly found wisdom with them. You know, share the love and talk about savoring. Because when we physically put down our fork in between bites, it slows us down as well and helps us to be in the moment and be appreciating more fully the bite of food we just took in. 
you know, as we're also aware from um, just so many, so many of the, you know, excellent thinkers and, you know, just uh, great thinkers and authors out there that we've talked about um, have brought this up, different cultures, different countries, just, we talk about Eckhart Tolle. We, you know, the more we focus on what we have, the more we focus on gratitude, the more, the more abundance comes into our lives. Rhonda Byrne, author of uh, with the book Magic, we've we've talked about that a lot. The more we focus on the positive, the more positive comes towards us, right? My very dear friend Oprah, just remember she's not aware. Um, she has spoken about this lots and lots and lots. The more we focus on what we have rather than what we don't have, the more, you know, more will come to us. You know, instead of I only have, you know, eight dollars in the in the in my checking account. Focusing on the fact that, well, $8 is better than $0 or being in the negs, right? Focusing on the positive brings about more positive. We know this to be true. Yeah, we know this to be true without a doubt. So when our, as far as our creating our savoring lifestyle, the more we become accustomed to savoring, you know, the seemingly little things, which may not be so little to somebody else, right? Somebody without somebody's food insecure, right? That wouldn't be so little. We're focusing on the hot latte. We're focusing on that warm bowl of chicken noodle soup. The more abundance is going to come into our lives. The more we open the door and we are, the more that we are receptive to abundance, the more will come into our lives. You know, and, and by appreciating, amping up our gratitude to this level, bringing it into this, you know, the whole sensory, the full sensory experience, we also become more open to this abundance because it, because it helps to diminish the guilt. I think, I think there are many, many, many people out there who think like, Ooh, you know, if I have, you know, if I open the door for all this abundance, well, I want so much abundance, but not too much. Right. Because we don't like people that have too much. It helps diminish the guilt of that because, you know, the creator of all things, your higher power, God, whoever that is for you, I'll make that what it is for you. We'll say the creator of all things. When we open ourselves up for this abundance, it's important to realize that, you know, the universe, if that's what you'd like to say, is is infinite. Abundance is infinite. So it's not like it's a pizza where if we take more than our one allotted piece, somebody else goes without. It's not like that. And I think we've been very conditioned to, to think this way. And when we really fully appreciate um you know, what we're ingesting and just with full, you know, happy sound effects, mm -mm -mm, isn't this good? It really helps to diminish, helps to diminish that guilt. Appreciation is really good for that and opens a door for everything that's waiting for you out there, everything. And then let's remind ourselves of the benefits of savoring. So in this moment or, you know, the few moments, it's next to impossible to be stressed. If you're fully engaged in the moment savoring, you're not going to be stressed. It's a break. It's a vacation from anxious thoughts, a vacation from fear-based thoughts, a, a vacation from sad or depressed thoughts. When we're savoring, we are. It, it's, it's an amped up mindfulness. It's an amped up gratitude. And we basically are grabbing life by the ass and sucking the marrow out of it. There isn't any room for any of those negative emotions. So once you kind of, you know, um, you know, start out with the, with the food situation, we can expand this, you know, to other, other smells outside, other sounds. 
if you have the, if you can close your eyes, you know, safely, not if you're walking, you know, down fifth Avenue in New York or something, probably not a good idea to close your eyes unless you're stationary sitting, you know, on, on a bench there, but take in the smells. I'm thinking of, of New York with, um, you know, with the hot dog vendors, take in just this, just all the smells, the people, um, shut your phone off the next time you're on the subway and watch people shut that phone off. That is part of it too, because it's about being in the moment, you know, simple pleasures and shut your phone off and watch people maybe silently guess what they do for a career, what their, what their life story might be. And I'll tell you just recently, about a week or so ago, we had, we, the temperature just dropped. And when it drops here in Northern Vermont, it really drops. And I, I love winter. And we were walking, Giovanni and I were walking on the trail and there was just this patch of ice on the ground and the ice crystal formations were incredible. I got down, you know, way low on my knees to just stare at these. I mean, Disney Pixar couldn't come up with better, you know, I can't even explain the geometry with these little ice crystals. Absolutely gorgeous. It kind of uh, we go together with the the uh, the movie Frozen or something, and I I just couldn't help to take you know think about the the uniqueness of each and every one of those crystals and all you know just naturally just happening happening natural naturally to create the artwork of the universe right there in front of me and I stared at it for what seemed like hours is probably you know three minutes incredible ice sculptures little mini ice sculptures. And I'll tell you how I've expanded this, and it is certainly very easy in a rural setting because I take Giovanni, our, golden, our lovely golden retriever, for a walk nearly every day in a wonderfully wooded area here. But now it's gorgeous. It looks like a winter wonderland. And, and I can stop and close my eyes for a moment. And there's this babbling brook, and it's amazing. I'm out there by myself. Well, not by myself. I'm with Giovanni. It's amazing how when I close my eyes, because you're – you're shutting down that sense. So your sense of hearing just amplifies, right? The brook, this tiny little brook babbling away with the beautiful snow and the newly frozen ice on the edges, it just chatters away and the sound just soothes my soul. And it seems like that quiet got really loud. So it's kind of like, it sounds like an oxymoron, a loud quiet, but that's what it is. It's a loud quiet and it's delightful. As it was also so called, I became hyper aware of the crunch on the ground that my boots were making. And when you, I really tuned into the crunch and it became kind of metaphorical. I don't want to sound cheesy, but I, I and I, I was sort of hyper aware of, you know, that, and it, I don't even have to say it because you're just feeling it, you know, you're just feeling it and appreciating that my legs work and my whole body works and that I was, I had the freedom to be out in the woods. And then I also, I could see the tracks of Giovanni in front of me. And I'm thinking one foot in front of the other, you know, thank you. Thank you through the pandemic or every, whatever the, the context of that would be for you. And if I look behind me, I can look where my, you know, and see where my healthy legs have brought me, you know, one step at a time, crunch, crunch, crunch. And the sounds this is why it's gratitude amped up because it's a sensory experience. It's not simply writing I am grateful for, which is also good. This is actually living it, you know, and seeing the tracks behind you and, and you know, and the smooth path in front of you, very, very deep and very spiritual. And this is what savoring is about. 
you know, and the third component to savoring too, of course, is there's overlap here because the gratitude kind of, you know, rolls right over into the simple pleasures because savoring is about less is more, right? We can be in a busy room full of people. It can be a holiday party, it can be whatever, and we can still savor. And which would lead me to the relationship piece. And this is for more, you know, we work our way up here um, because to focus at that level in a, in a room might be kind of an advanced, you know, chess move at this point. Though when you get good at savoring like anything else, we practice it, we inevitably get good at it. So we can focus on that one person in front of us. So this is where we bring the active listening, which is also mindfulness. With our savoring topic, it's amped up because the senses are all part of it. And so when we bring the savoring piece into relationships, it's about if we're going to be in that conversation, be in the conversation. Every word that drips off the lips of whomever it is is in front of you, be right with that every single word that they are saying. Have this, you want to have this savoring mindset of tell me more, please tell me more. Not thinking about what you're going to say next, not thinking about what you're going to do next, go over and get some more punch or whatever, but to really fully be there as if this conversation might be the last one you'll ever have. Just be there. And, and that, that savoring with that conversation with that person you care about, family or friend or, or whomever, um, the added benefit there, because there are lots of benefits to savoring, is the magic that this will work with your relationships. So again, savoring is about being fully present, focusing on the positive, focusing on the abundance in your life, focusing on that person in front of you. Less is more. It's think of the ice crystals at my feet on the trail. Mostly we would just step over those, yell for the dog to come here or whatever, hustle back to jump on your laptop and emails. No, stay with the ice crystals, stay with the hot tea, stay with the person in front of you. Be fully, fully present with what you're doing right now. Savor the simple pleasures in life. And remember how this works with small commitments we can actually do. Okay, so starting out with the food, commit to one saver, one food saver is what I like to call them. Commit to one one food saver a day for a week. We don't want to focus on the week part because we're one day at a timers, working on becoming the boss of our brain, one day at a time. One food saver for today. And then watch how slowly um, and gradually this, this savoring lifestyle will come together because you're developing a, a savoring mindset. This can only benefit your life all the way around, your overall well-being, and best of all, your overall life satisfaction. Because this is grabbing life by the ass and running with it. And on that note, I'd like to thank all of you across the United States and world. I'd like to thank you all for listening and joining me today, this morning, to discuss savoring. And that's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful and savoring day. Mm -hmm.